Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of The Umbrella Academy, Season 3, Episode 4, entitled Kugel Blitz, directed by Sylvain White, written by Aaron Michelle Williams. This is what I'm talking about. This has been the best episode this season thus far. It took us three episodes to get there, but we are finally back to some Umbrella Academy that I recognize, and I gave this one a 10 out of 10. I really like how it was directed. Uh, the, the choice of cinematography in this was outstanding, particularly at the end with Harlan and the way he was walking down the hallway and you see the chandelier shifting i thought that was a really good scene and i thought that they allowed for a lot of the actors to do their acting thing this episode which we don't see a lot of and stanley finally got a chance to shine with the person that he is most like which i think is hilarious that was an unexpected pairing and i like when they're doing that these unexpected pairings and we've never seen a whole lot of allison and diego and they had a very strong scene this episode so i i really really applaud this one we pick up where we left off with harlan losing control of his powers sloan was saved by luther the other three leave in a panic and now there's war trying to threaten them in the end like you didn't show up last time and get your ass handed to you so i don't think that you are in a position of power that you think that you're in you're only in that negotiating negotiating stage because they want to negotiate because they feel bad they didn't intend for that to go down the way it went down and they seem to take no accountability for the fact that they started that shit Welcome to the rice fields, motherfucker! Sloane, being left alive, wakes and is horrified, and uh, let's just get her and Luther out of the way right now. So she goes running. Diego's like, Luther, you have a loose one. I did like this little. I love the fact that they're feeling more like siblings this season than they have previously, and that is a bonus because that scene where they're all together it's uh diego and allison along with klaus who just walks in like what the hell happened here and then him just walking past in the background as victor is talking to harlan they're like who is that that's the kid that that victor saved back in the day oh shit that is that is all shit i don't care he saved our lives i don't care who the fuck he is he, he down with us uh, allison goes to 
help victor with the harlan situation but he says he's got it so she goes to help luther and diego luther is able to corner sloan however uh diego comes in puts a knife to her throat being like i would put him down if i were you after she does so luther's like just let her go she's fine and he's like you keep forgetting the fact that they showed up here she told me i warned you that's not the same uh, as i'm not showing up to do this because i don't i don't think we have a dog in this fight and i don't feel like starting a fight with someone who's not starting a fight with us i feel as if both luther and sloan are a little what's the word uh junior high-ish and thus they just they don't i i like the scene where where tom hopper was acting like that was the saving grace of it is when he says all i i don't have any friends all i have is my family and i would never betray them for anything except you because i'm not that type of person i thought that was a really strong luther scene but them together oh i would never betray you did you just use me shut up bitch luther always antagonistic towards diego says if you do anything i will bury you and allison came in like you gonna bury me too because i'm gonna rumor her ass and that's how we're handling the situation diego's like let her do her thing and she asks about the briefcase she does go a few steps overboard by forcing it out of her knowing that she did not know where the briefcase was never did know and she tells them both to get the fuck out of here and that is the end of that scene sloan's upset like i hate your family well i'm not a fan of your family either what they're supposed to be romeo and juliet i just almost gave a fuck (laughs) maybe if they had actually gotten to know each other besides you know flirting for all of five seconds and now they would die for it like he's ready to die for her or kill one of his family members to protect her it's like okay all right that's fine i just don't believe it uh he decides that they decide really that giving up sloan as as a bargaining chip will end the war because she'll just explain that the old guy had nothing to do with them and the diego tells him later well he kind of kind of is with us and i don't know what the fuck this kid's doing allison is there at the team meeting as well as victor victor agrees with luther diego disagrees and allison says do whatever the fuck you want i have bigger shit to deal with backing up a little bit with allison and victor respectively victor is able to find harlan and let's just talk about that beginning scene because that's the opening scene where we see sissy and harlan driving to new mexico the scene that we saw in at the end of season two and we saw that harlan had powers she then moves back to the states however harlan cannot control his powers and anytime he is in major distress 
he unfortunately unleashes it unleashes powers when a rabbit bites it he makes it explode <laughs> unfortunate because mom had just gotten herself a nice girlfriend and she continues to have to move as he's bullied and knocks some kids out he's constantly causing them to move but she takes it in stride she eventually gets sick and dies of cancer in the hospital and once she does die we have that awesome scene of harlan losing his shit he said it hurts and he did not know what to do with all of those emotions so they came out very fiercely i enjoyed the way this episode bookended starting off with harlan and then ending with the realization that is what one would call chef's kiss backing up to allison after she interrogates because diego's like i'm gonna stay and watch allison in case uh she loses her shit again is something he tells klaus later but he also is kind of like yeah you you're the good one so it's nice to for him to see her lose control then there's a pretty sad moment because i know i've been giving her a lot of shit this this season because and i still stand by it i don't like that we got this in episode four when it really should have been in episode one two at the latest because if you're going to course correct and layer that relationship that true loss to where she's at and a really greatly acted scene in the bathroom where she's trying to rumor herself into being happy and it doesn't work and you see the force of that and then she ends up uh smashing the glass with her her hand and then picking up the the um the shard and then cutting her hair because she said victor look look twinsies i appreciated them taking the time to really have her define what she felt during season three and unfortunately i just felt and still feel that this came a little later than i would have preferred just because it was missing so much in season three it felt as if ray was a stepping stone a placeholder and that claire was somehow an afterthought and now the show is like no these things matter these things uh she's committed to that's great i just wish they they should have just went into that directly in episode one two at the latest but we get it now and it is nice to see diego finally start to care (laughs) there's that moment where stanley gives him a hug after he says get your ass upstairs and he he listens but he also is like thank god because people did die and his father could have been one of those people his father may not may not uh want to be the the father figure that he is however he cares enough to run and make sure his life is saved and that's something when you're selfless like that that's something a parent often can and should do something it seems like lila is struggling with 
which we see in her story arc which i enjoyed a lot more than i thought i would but we're gonna finish up with the umbrella and the sparrows first the umbrella academy let's go ahead and wrap up the diego and allison scene after she runs off diego takes her for a drink she's like this is not the drink i thought you were gonna say he's like don't don't knock the slushy <laughs> but he does have liquor in the glove compartment and she puts it right in her slushy and he's like you didn't used to be this fun you were the good girl but i like this new side of you and she explains well after losing ray then after losing claire then finding out there's no way for them to get back they never had the briefcase she now does not have any hope and she's full of all this rage and this anger and she talks about what it was like in dallas she says the others i know we were all stuck there but it was a lot different for me and it's also implied that diego had a different experience as well he was in the nut house granted he also tried to stalk and kill <laughs> a man who didn't commit a crime yet even though we all know he will but it, it was nice to see that acknowledgement of race something they both something he could understand and she can express to more so than she can luther or klaus or five who continues to 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 rule their lives or continue moving their lives through through time due to the fact that he wanted to stop the original apocalypse and save his family diego shares in season one he was going through his own phase of anger and helplessness and that's why he did his vigilante thing i laughed so loud when she said bargain batman gotcha bitch and all the while they're sitting outside a bar he says well there are people in there that do not like people like us we should go in there and get a drink see if they start something or we can go home allison said i'm thirsty she also admits to wanting to punch something and i fear for that anger and how she's going to treat victor after the big reveal victor also did not help her when she needed help at the panic moment of and it does feel like luther has been her go-to and now it's victor that she's leaning on uh for leadership like okay what do we do now five's not there but victor's dealing with his own personal issues which is harlan so that is a ticking time bomb that i'm sure is going to 
because they were aligned they both wanted something that they missed from the past so going back to that time they both wanted that goal but now it feels as if those goals may not be quite as aligned maybe i don't know victor had quite the the look in the end very well acted as well from elliot page also really enjoyed the actor that plays adult harlan i gotta find him and give him some credit because he did an outstanding job i really felt that connection and his his struggle to uh to contain what he was but also we never heard harlan speak and that's the first thing he says to him we are going to move over on to the victor story arc first thing that he says to him is you can speak he's like i can do a lot of things that i didn't used to be able to do he says he can feel other people like him like them meaning he's come into contact with others and he also explains oh i think i finally am starting to understand fully how the end happened it makes sense now why he listens to weird fucking things like his food digesting (laughs) he has to try to stay sane he then is joined by victor upstairs in his room it's like your name is victor now should i call you that victor wants to ask about sissy he says you can and i appreciated his honesty when he said your mom or my mom said you were the best thing that happened to her she returns that favor and she asked was it easy did she have a good life and he was like "Mm." that's when victor is is pulled to the team meeting and the last we see of him he is coming to find harlan after harlan hears what has gone down or hears something that distracts him and he ends up going to victor's room finding all of the photos that klaus has collected on their mothers freaks out victor approaches him and he's like why do you know these people and victor's like how do you know our mothers and he's like i I can't even tell you i gotta show you and we realize in that moment that we saw at the beginning of the episode is when harlan when he lost his mom he ended up killing all of their moms causing the grandfather paradox everything that's happened is because of him i did it my way with the music which is the house of the rising sun by the animals i felt as if i saw a character that had the animal or animal painted on or tattooed on their arms am i mistaken there wait till five come back he gonna be pissed he's like i told y'all to stop fucking up the timeline have i not said this enough but man do we have to talk about five 
what else has it oh we can't talk about the cloud store i think that was uh, uh everything with the victor and harlan diego and allison let's move over to klaus uncle klaus and stan spend time together <laughs> klaus said that he was spending time with dear old dad and that they have been keeping him doped up diego's like i wish we would have thought of that it's like oh goodness he also says remember that place where he used to huff paint in the basement vaguely oh oh chill chill baby oh whole gang full of drug addicts Ooh. he tells him there's a great ball of light there and he does not believe him <laughs> then he makes him in charge of stanley Stanley is cleaning all of these rooms as punishment for his for his very destructive behavior to property and he has the 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 cleaning cart brought down as they're cleaning Klaus talks about the fact that he connected or he thinks that he should connect with his dead code his code father <laughs> and he talks about ben and how he had him and how he was terrified of the expectations his father put on him and maybe he should reconcile that he also did uh i like the part where he was talking to diego and he's like you talk to dad what do you say you say about our mother he said he didn't kill them do you believe him <laughs> it's just it was very brotherly like oh wait stay right there i have often done that with one of my siblings when my daughter is around i'm like um stay right there let's go over here and gossip <laughs> and she over on the side trying to ear hustle they are cleaning a room and stan is all about stealing everything including women's panties and unbeknownst to him uncle klaus is watching it all unfold because he has been here done that plenty of times as they both he lets him know like there's a clinically diagnosed word for what we are <laughs> both rebelling against our parents and the behavior that we that we do he's like yeah i used to do a lot of drugs i stole and he's like that wasn't worth anything it was worth 25 dollars of meth i'm looking like stanley was so cute as he just kept stealing the best part is when klaus said you know i could burn down this room and stanley was over there like word his eyes got so big and then i lost it when he opened up that lighter burn baby burn he was so disappointed to pocket it back when klaus didn't actually want to go through with it klaus tells him hey, hey, hey i know you're stealing put that back and he's like oh okay you got me he's like put the rest of it back he's like i thought you were the fun uncle huh ain't that something can I at least keep one thing you can keep the panties they stop at the white buffalo room it's not on the cleaning list they both want to go in and stan says well i would pick the lock but diego took my shit and klaus said oh hold my purse you gonna learn today they get into the room which is very old timey 
let's take a moment to talk about this hotel by the way we have seen several characters of people just watching the group and it's very odd and i don't know what to make of it and they all seem from different different times or different time periods so i'm very curious with the universe collapsing as we know is now happening if we are if the people in this hotel are permeations of that so you don't let a kid just pick up pick up a dangerous weapon which is why you should never ever 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 leave your kid with klaus thinking that he is going to appropriately chastise him about picking up dangerous weapons and unfortunately stan shoots him through the chest with the harpoon it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up i was very excited for this for two reasons i have been saying in my head anyway i've had talks offline about this i might not have even brought it up in the podcast before but i i had i know i had talked about it a little bit i feel like i did i don't know uh, you guys will keep me honest but when klaus was chasing that pill across the dance floor and everybody was staring at him and he went to that place where he saw his dad that's when i thought he died because of the way he hit his head and that was my interpretation of that scene and we never touched on it anymore so i was like oh okay clearly i was wrong and he's not immortal i don't think that klaus is dead episode four of the umbrella academy fan favorite klaus and thus i do think this is finally our exploration of him being immortal we know that they've never actually reached the full potential of their powers so i'm glad that we're seeing a a real life or a real time exploration of klaus and his abilities because he falls in the end like oh shit (laughs) but i think that this is his gonna be his first true realization that he himself is immortal and then i'm thinking of all the drugs that he does how is he not overdosed and and just been dead like he should have been dead a long time ago he's talking about your age that boy looks 10 and he was doing meth you're goddamn right there were a lot of big bangs in this episode let's talk about our last story arc which is five and lila at the headquarters of the commission for the first time ever i think i liked lila in an episode she was very endearing with five as they both split up to find information she's gonna go find herb because he's a cockroach and he survives everything but they they have this connection as well that no one else has the same marrying with diego and allison being people of color you have five and lila that are the only two that have this commission and this otherworldly out of time type of history so they're able to explore that together without someone asking well what's this mean and what's that mean and five needing to explain five finds a last transmission from herb can is it canon now that herb and dot they were hooking up because he's like i lost my sweet dot 
he says that the universes are collapsing upon themselves people are disappearing he himself disappears because he says this is the end he's joined by lila who has found the manual which says that leadership or the founder in case of a grandfather paradox the founder would be in a bunker back it up just a little bit when they did split up she had a little bit of insecurity (laughs) as he's walking up the stairs she's like bye he's like see ya miss you that's weird he tells her she's not maternal and she tells him he needs to work on his delivery (laughs) and as soon as he started itching and he had some flatulence i immediately realized what was about to happen and i was beside myself when lila finally realized once they find the bunker and then she puts her her eye in for a retina scan and it's she's like well we're fucked apparently i I was the daughter of the the head of the commission and i don't have access to this place then she notices that five is sweating like crazy and five begins to realize holy shit these symptoms are awfully familiar so he tries his own retinal scan and they are let in with a welcoming jingle in a type of i'm not sure what this is medical containment we find the founder who is none other than five he's surprised like that's me lila burst out laughing because she was just pointing out you are addicted to the apocalypse you keep thinking that all you want to do is retire and yet in the last 20 days he admits he's been doing nothing but stopping apocalypses so he is not he is not keen on on learning that he himself founded the commission that he himself hates five notices that his symptoms are no longer present when you are in the same space as your doppelganger and his doppelganger says we weren't ever that smart or we were never that bright or something to that effect and the containment the bunker that they are in allows for any version of five to be in the same room together which that just i got i got a a, a federation of ricks feeling (laughs) Uh, very much so so i'm gonna slow myself down but that got me geeked for no reason whatsoever five says there's a grandfather paradox how do we fix it then he starts to get in the old man's face after lila accidentally uh lets him out of his containment field and we see that not only does he have a mysterious tattoo in on his chest but he is missing an arm and he makes a comment this is what happens to us take a look and see which has to be fucking with five's mind even though even though he does not let on at all they really just dump the trauma on you not only does he have to see what he ultimately will become and has become that he is clearly at the center of the universe of a lot of shit he's like you don't you do not save the world 
and he gets in his face about it and lila's like maybe you should take it easy this is between me and myself i've just about had enough of you the power shuts down and the last words that old man five says is do not save the world what world there's so many apocalypses and so many timelines which one are we even talking about at this point that's such a cryptic message before he dies and then watching yourself die like is this is this my end that i'm processing right now he's upset that he's stuck in a in a young man's body does he eventually get an appropriate body he's still sensitive about dolores did i bring that up last episode he's like don't talk about dolores like that yeah no i shouldn't be surprised that he's probably mentally fucked in the head (laughs) uh ridiculously a genius but also suffering in a way that yeah one's family would be the thing that keeps you even relatively sane because everything else in his life has been a shit storm so after this this reveal he tells lila i need the room and he very casually takes out a knife and cuts out he couldn't have taken a picture for fuck's sakes it's 20 something i feel like y'all could have taken a picture but no he just cuts into his own flesh and removes the tattoo because that's just how five rolls damn it feels good to be a gangster i like that we got back to to the commission that we got a little bit more information we finally got to the reveal of who the founder is and we realized that this grandfather paradox seems to be something that even old man five didn't prepare for or even if he did prepare for uh he seemed to be completely fine with it or maybe it's just this version of five because he says what comes after he says oblivion and he seemed to be really wanting that and there was a moment of genuine remorse uh for an empathy that lila felt for five in that moment that despite how he is as a person he does have the fucking weight of the world on his shoulders and that must be a very very lonely place filled with some self-loathing it would seem (laughs) uh very very interesting what they're doing with five he has been my favorite character for uh almost the entire run of the series (laughs) not almost the entire run of the series just because he's fascinating and he doesn't fit really into a mode and Aiden Gallagher does so well with his characterization that I always find myself very intrigued on how they continue to grow him because it could get stale very quickly but he is growing even more comfortable in the role than he already was and that is pretty outstanding to see so what's he gonna do next probably have some heated words with victor (laughs) and some death glares at harlan because despite what he himself has told himself i don't think that he could ever give up saving the world as 
pointing out to him that is his kryptonite so to speak his need to save his family by not allowing the world to end or yeah i don't know is it just because yeah like he was never supposed to save his family they were supposed to die and now because they continue to live after when they should have died they keep causing other issues in the universe do i got that right i'm not gonna think too hard on this timeline stuff because i it's one it's late two (laughs) i'm gonna lose track of it but that's where i that's where i am right now so a very good episode we do have feedback let's hop into the mailbag What up, Cena? This is Mimi. This is my feedback for Umbrella Academy, episode four of season three. I really almost just said fuck it and jumped right into episode five because shit's getting real. Um, I really honestly <laughs> had to stop myself by watching something else. I saw on Netflix that Shameless was on there and I haven't seen the final season so I was like okay I'll watch that and then I got engulfed in that and I forgot so lucky for me I was able to distract myself because I really enjoyed this episode it was best towards the end but it was still pretty good like there was so many like what the fuck moments in last like 10 minutes it's like I I needed to see what was about to happen but um I guess I could start with the you know I could just go by per person um so I guess I like the scene well first of all I I don't know Sloan and uh, Luther are starting to get on my nerve now because at this point like you guys are your families are literally trying to kill each other and you can't trust each other or at least you're not like nothing luther did would let me think that like he is not that good of an actor he can't even fucking lie and i know she sees that like when he was like um they're like but you're number one he's like they don't even tell me anything and then he could tell he started getting embarrassed and he was like well actually like every time he would lie it was obvious so luther is not a good liar he's not capable of it his body fucking rejects it every turn so when she was like when when she was like you know are you playing me she you can't tell from his behavior he keeps protecting you from his fucking family like he was literally about to get in a fight with diego and the only reason he didn't was because alice was like are you gonna end me too luther and he was like i can't do that to my ex thing like because we all know (laughs) the only reason luther and allison aren't together is because of allison it had nothing to do with anything luther chose like he has always wanted her he sees her all the time when they when they weren't together in the same but they were in the same timeline he thought he saw her when he found out she was married he was broken but he's loved her enough to be okay with it so we know he cares about her but he's finally feeling something for someone else and i'm happy for him but their relationship is fucking doomed there's no way you guys can't fucking exist simultaneously it's not possible the fact that y'all are even looking at each other is calling causing a fucking time paradox and the fact i mean i know five is the smart one but you motherfuckers gotta think 
like not thinking is what made Allison so fucking broken because her daughter doesn't exist. Like, you guys aren't here. Your paths are gonna be the same. Granted, they they're dead in this timeline, but even if it, if you're if you weren't dead, you would still have the abilities, but your trajectory in life would not have been the same. Um, I always want to believe that children stay with their parents or their mothers, I should say. So no matter what, like, I feel like if my life was different, Derek would always be mine. But that's just my mind making a theory on its own. There's no proof. Um, I don't know if everybody, anybody's ever seen the, um, what is it called? It was like a not the time traveler's wife it was another movie where the guy could go into time and he changed one thing and then it made his kids different <laughs> like that's probably really how it is um but i just i just for for luther's sake i just don't understand why sloan is acting like this i like i want to like her but she's annoying and it's just i guess seeing your you know well I guess they all thought she was dead too but um Harlan did like kill her brother and sister and as much as they fucking sucked as people they you know I can tell that at least I mean Ben is I don't I think he's different like I I don't think he cares about anybody but himself but the rest of them care about each other and because um we found out her name is Faye maybe we knew her name was Faye anyway but Raven Girl she um looked broken when they got out of there and she realized that what alfonso and i don't remember what that girl's viper <laughs> spits whatever her name is she died and they died really fucked up too like their faces were burned like the slow motion of the way they died was actually pretty cool but it looked it made the situation look even worse like that could not have felt good and at this point they think um sloan is dead too so, like, I understand her being sad and being angry comes with sadness. It's easier to just turn it outward. But y'all walked into there ready to kill them without any kind of hesitation. And now since they actually killed your siblings, now, now you want to be mad at Luther? I was trying to protect you. Were you? You told him right when y'all was face to face to run. Knowing goddamn well Christopher was going to use his fucking whatever kind of telepathy he has, mind control. You, Luther wasn't going to get far. So she, like the whole situation irritated me with her. Because I know she knows Luther cares about her. And, and I want to say she cares about him, but I just, I think in the end she would always pick her family. Just like in the end Luther would pick his family. Um, he said, and, unless it's up against you, but I don't believe it because... You can't just erase all of that, that the feeling that you have towards um, your family. And even though you guys fight, you guys love each other. Otherwise, you wouldn't have, you know, even, like, you guys wouldn't have even cared to be looking for each other. Um, I just, I know that if it came down to it, Luther would pick his family. Especially if it was up against Sloan and Allison. I can't imagine him letting Allison die to choose Sloan. Like, I I could be wrong, but I just, I find it extremely hard to believe. Luther seems like, like he's infatuated with Sloan, and, and of course sex is clouding his judgment, but he's been in love with Allison for a long time, and I can't imagine the type of a person he is that that shit would just go away. Um, so there's my two cents on their relationship. 
the other thing i want to talk about is um diego being a fucking shitty ass parent like i understand the need to be by yourself but you have a kid that you know absolutely nothing about you don't want to talk to him and he clearly he clearly loves you for whatever strange reason like for all we know lila's maybe she's been talking to him about diego maybe he knows a little bit of the story maybe he knows a little bit about diego maybe he just always wanted a dad and he thinks diego's cool who fucking knows but clearly when he um came to after his all of his fucking accidents that must be his uh, magical or his his inherited power is fuckery because <laughs> every time he touches something it just goes to shit um but leaving him with klaus was fucking terrible and it was a really fucking awful 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 choice um because he just wants to be around you and you don't even want to have a conversation with him and you tell him what to do but you don't even try to explain to him why or maybe maybe you guys could teach each other something you could talk to him maybe find out his birthday figure out things he likes maybe you can train him so he's not not so fucking accident prone i don't know diego your dad was shitty and you hated it you had a loving mom and you loved her even though she wasn't real and now you have a chance to give the kind of relationship you want to another kid and you're fucking blowing it however on the flip side i did enjoy the scene with him and allison because i always love this show because they don't make it um like or i shouldn't say they don't make it they don't pretend like diego and allison are both white and the fact that you know that they're actually like acknowledging that diego would have it somewhat different in the 60s as well granted he's a lighter skinned latino man and he's very attractive but you can't hide that when he speaks spanish first of all he sounds sexy as shit second of all he definitely has some latin heritage because he the way he speaks when he speaks spanish is you know it's not very few people actually can learn a language and speak it with such precision he sounds like a native speaker and usually when you tell someone they sound like a native speaker and they're not that's a compliment um so i love this scene i also liked <laughs> where it put them at the end of this um and i'm very very excited to actually see that and i hope that we get to see what happens in that bar <laughs> um it's gonna be great um but speaking of diego leaving um what did they say his name was stan am i making that up stan um leaving stan with klaus what the fuck i don't know like the white buffalo um i feel like there's an analogy in there that i'm trying to grab a hold on but my mind is just it's barely got a grasp on it it's easing out of my hand so i'm gonna need somebody to fix that because i know white buffalo means something but klaus put something together um I thought he figured out who actually killed their mother but i was wrong on that front because we found out in the next scene that it was not whoever this white buffalo room was i'm thinking it's like the lobby guy his room um but klaus never made it to tell anybody because he got shot <laughs> in the chest through the heart um with a crossbow um now my prediction is that klaus has the ability to talk to the dead maybe he has the ability to bring himself back from the dead 
that would make him invincible and um i guess event like he could probably die of old age but he can't be murdered i don't know it's kind of on the nose though because wasn't that his power when he was in uh misfits anyway i don't think he's dead and i think his power is going to have something to do with that because we haven't seen him use it at all this uh and this is we're going on episode five so i feel like it's a reason they're trying to keep a hold on it so well i guess we will see um and then the final thing i want to talk about um is just the the sparrow academy um i guess they do well faye called uh reginald dad um so maybe they do call him dad just as a title i'm not sure but she she seems even though i thought she was the mean like she was going to be the meanest one she actually seems like she's the most sensitive so we'll see um i like the actress so i'm probably just being biased <laughs> um but i do think that um ben is going to be a problem and i have this theory in my mind that our ben that we know is going to somehow come to life because i can't help but believe that everything's being blanked out of existence that shit is chaotic and somehow the timelines might merge so i'm hoping that happens but i could be absolutely wrong but like i said this episode was amazing i loved it um i can't wait to watch episode five so until next time love peace harry's and black girl magic queen of the couch Mimi out that was my baby queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode i'm glad you enjoyed it as much as i did because this yeah i think this definitely was the strongest i didn't talk much about the britain oldford scene that actress faye and ben quite frankly because i wasn't too much of a fan of those scenes he did we did realize that not realize we did see that reginald put in his mind the idea of getting harlan after he was made aware that harlan was some guy with special powers and we know that klaus taught him how to fake taking his medication and when you he first heard that the two siblings the ones that were that shitty to him not so very long ago were dead at first he's like we got to go out and find them they're gone or they're missing or something to that effect he's like no they're dead he's like oh well, that's a shame <laughs> you know in the inside he was celebrating <laughs> but he uh he and Faye, Ben and Faye, we learned that Ben was demoted to number two because of his lack of leadership. Marcus was moved to number one. Faye was not even considered for number two, but she seems to be the most competent out of all of them. And that feels like a black woman's role in, <laughs> in life <laughs> sometimes. Because as you pointed out, she seemed to be genuinely upset about the loss of their family members. He slaps the glasses off of her face and she's not intimidated by him. She says, you're the genius. You're the one decided that we should go after them. You keep coming up with these plans and they are all failing. And then even at the end during the exchange, he doesn't tell her about the fact that now they want Harlan. And she's like, why? We have our family member, which is the important part. They're not going to come for us. This is a sign of good faith. Let's let it go. But he doesn't because he has an overwhelming need to feel in control. And I think that Reginald is using that insecurity 
but man yeah i would love any version of ben other than the one that we have so i'm down for any theories about <laughs> the timelines collapsing with others with them seeing them other selves or different versions because whoo he needs to see the person that he could be versus the person that he is because he's the absolute nutter worse uh yeah klaus recalled the white buffalo that was in a painting in reginald's office as well as this white buffalo room when i googled it the only thing i came up with is the birth of a sacred white buffalo is a sign of hope and indication of good times to come uh it's a prophecy being fulfilled i have no idea other than that what that could possibly mean maybe you'll do some more research and come back next episode to fill in the blanks uh, but it definitely means something and we don't know necessarily why reginald is here why like what was he doing with the moon there's so many things that were going on in the first and even a little bit of the second season that i hope now that we are getting into the gist of answering some of the long-standing questions that they are finding themselves and what they want this show redefining what they want this show to be i'm not sure if they've been renewed for a season four or not but i would love for this show to continue on even though i've not been the the hugest fans of, of the last three episodes um once it hits its stride and they do have really good like they're not shit uh they are very likable characters and i think the more that they can grow them the more that that we can get much much more uh profound performances and and incidences like the music coming together and the directing and the script that makes for a really compelling episode of television i co-sign everything you said about diego and allison i feel like with the whole with the whole sloan and luther thing i feel like he transferred all of his emotions that he had for allison directly to sloan the way it happens so quickly it feels more like transference than it does i don't know you're correct they are doomed and she keeps forgetting that she showed up to hurt them even if she was trying to save luther she was still gonna kill his family and what y'all was gonna run off in the sunset grow the fuck up yeah i made my feelings clear i don't have time for adolescent romance (laughs) and it's just not as it's simply not as uh i just use this word but compelling as the other story arcs it was just okay luther's found a girlfriend that's great why don't you find out more about who you are as a person because you actually have never taken a moment and done that and you're right he admitted nobody tells me anything i'm the last to know so he's kind of the joke that they try to make klaus in the bm but even klaus is like putting shit together so yeah whatever if you want to send feedback for our next episode of the umbrella academy blackercouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast on social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic